I want you to turn in your Bibles to Romans chapter 10. And I want to start at the 17th verse. I've really had the Lord speak to me. You know, because I mean, it's, it's, it's different phrases or different words that make a difference to us. And, and uh, I've always talked about this scripture because I want you to know something. If we went to Hebrews chapter 1, as a matter of fact, let's put Hebrews chapter 1 on the screen. I'm going to read through Hebrews chapter 6. Just put it on the screen. Y'all stay where you are. But Hebrews chapter 1, because our subject matter is about you and I receiving from God and the currency. The, 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 the thing we give God that returns to us is faith. You and I give faith. Hebrews chapter 1 says, uh, God, who at various times and in various ways spoke in times past to the uh, fathers of the heart. Now go to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11. Go over there to Hebrews chapter 11. God spoke to us. That means he wrote this in Hebrews chapter 11, starting at verse 1. Hebrews 11, 1. Hallelujah. There it is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it is the evidence of things that I cannot see. The substance of what we're believing for, the things that we're believing uh, to receive from the Lord are substantive. They have evidence, and the evidence and the substance of those things is this word called faith. And it is, it is a, a, an action word. Faith is an act. It speaks, and it acts, and it walks, and it talks. That's why the Bible can say this, is I walk by faith and not by sight. I walk by faith and not by sight. So as a believer, I don't, I can't, what I can't see in the natural eye, what I can't touch with my natural hand, what I can't feel with my body, what I can't, I, it, it's, it's not the five senses. There's another person, the real me on the inside, and I can receive from God on the inside. I can get what I need from God from my spirit man. I get it. Because we walk by faith. I walk by this thing called faith. As I walk and it doesn't look right here and it doesn't act right here. And things don't, don't act the way I want them to in the natural. I'm not walking by what I see in the natural. I'm walking by faith. I want you to say that out loud. I walk by faith and not by sight. I want you to look at somebody and say, look here. Come on, say it with an attitude. I like it when you all talk to each other that way. Say, look here. Faith comes... This is Romans 10, 17. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. Say it again. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing comes by the Word of God. So it says here that faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things that I can't see. But for me to keep going here to verse 2, Romans uh, uh, going back to Hebrews 11, verse 2. Thank you for turning it, but I'll let you know next time where to go. Hebrews 11, 2. Hebrews 11, 2. That could be a little bit aggravating. It's not really, but it could be, couldn't it? Aren't y'all waiting for it to turn? Aren't you hoping it would turn? Oh, there it is. Hebrews eleven two, 2. For by it... 
The elders obtained a good testimony. Hebrews 11, 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by, say the worlds were framed by the word of God. So all that we see was framed by this word. It's the same word that we're talking about in Romans 10, verse 17. That that faith comes, it's framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were made not of things which are visible. Uh, You know, regardless of whatever you want to believe on, whatever, however you want to believe that the world was formed and this, that, and the other. At the end of the day, I have a scripture that tells me by God how they were formed, how they were framed. And even though there may be scientific uh, reason for everything, at the end of the day, beyond the scientific reason, meaning, meaning that the science is based on something, it's going to be based on this. It's going to be based on this. You know, when the Bible says that God said, let there be light, they say that the universes are created at the speed of light. This is science now, that it's created at the speed of light, that it's happening at the speed of light. Well, I I mean, just think about just God in connection with science. In other words, when God said, let there be light, the uniforms, the, the whole universe began to be created and still created by that revelation of light. Can you see it? So, so here's what the Bible says. It says that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So it started with faith. Verse 4. By faith, we are able to, uh, by faith, Abel offered to God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, through which we obtain witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and that through it, he being dead still speaks. Verse 5. By faith, I want you to say this, by faith. faith. Say it again, by faith. faith. Listen to what it says. Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Can you see it? There was a... The the Enoch's existence and his being taken was because he pleased God. Did you get that? He pleased God. That means that that from verse 1, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things we can't see, that by faith these men accomplished these things till we get to Enoch and he left because, why? He pleased God. Can you see it? There's, There's levels of relationship with God that are relational based on faith. There is a ratio that exists about my faith and my reception. If you want to receive from God, faith is the key. I walk by faith and not by sight. Say, I walk by faith and not by sight. Say it again. I walk by faith and not by sight. And how do I get faith? Romans 10, 17. Now, we receive a faith cometh by hearing, and hearing comes by by the word of God. How did the world get framed? By the word of God. How was it framed? Was it framed by things that existed or things that did not exist? It was framed with things that did not exist. How was it? How did it happen? How did God do it? How did Enoch leave? He left because he pleased God. Now verse 6. 
but without faith. I want you to read this with me. Let's read it together. I'll count to three. You read with me. One, two, three. But without faith, it is to please him. For he who comes to God. It is not just that you believe that he is. That's religion. God didn't ask us to serve religion. He asked us to serve him. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul. Him only shalt thou serve. Love your neighbor as yourself. God gave us the commands as to how we're to receive. Now look at this. It's, it says by faith, it's, without faith, it's impossible to please him. Without, without my actions on the word of God, without me doing what the word of God says, without me being obedient to the word of God, which was what God used to create which is what God took and had nothing and made something. That, that's true for us today. Listen, if faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of what I cannot see, then it can stand in the place of the natural thing while I'm believing for it and it is in my spirit because I walk by faith and not by sight. I hope you're understanding what I'm trying to tell you this morning. And then he says it's impossible to please him because it, you can believe him, but you have to also believe that he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. He didn't just say seekers. He said he's the rewarder of those that diligently seek him. There are things God wants to pour into our life that he wants to uh, 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 bless us with. I use the word blessing because the word blessing means empowered to prosper. He wants to empower us to prosper, but the only way he can empower us is by faith. In other words, it's impossible to please him without faith. The only way Enoch was able to go was because of the word faith. Faith was the substance of the thing hoped for and the evidence of things that I can't see. And faith can be, be diagrammed in different ways. The Bible says that they had great faith. The Bible says that they had weak faith. The Bible says they had some faith. The Bible says they had no faith. The Bible says that they were, I mean, I mean, Abraham was strong in faith. I mean, there are levels of faith, and in those levels of faith are the things that we receive from God. But it's described as, when we walk by faith, that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. This is why I preach the way that I preach. This is why I say the things that I say. Because I know, I can tell you in my ministry, over 23 years that I've been doing this, that the more obedient I am to God, the more anointing I see in my life. The more I say yes to God, the more power I have in relation to the Lord. The more I'm willing to drop off every weight and every sin that does so easily beset me, the more joy I have, the more peace I have, the more of the goodness of God I have, the more of the blessings of God that I have, because I have made a decision to say yes when God asked me to do something. How many know God asks us to do things? Somebody say amen. amen. And without faith, it's impossible to please him. Because he that comes to God must believe that he is. 
but that he's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. And here's what God began to say to me. Because I talked a lot about Romans chapter 10. I know it's hot in here. I'm actually going to close early, but just hang on a minute. We're getting the air fixed. It's we, Thursday. They're putting a new fan on. It's going to be great. We'll have more air. Amen. Somebody say, please give me more air. How many of you are actually happy with the air right now? You're in the wrong church. That's right. I, can I take my coat off? I am sweating to death up here. I'm hot. I'm ready to go home. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true. That is not true. Thank you. Thank you. But I am hot. I used, I spent most of my time preaching from Romans 10, 17 and telling people that it was about hearing. That faith comes by hearing and describing the hearing that people have as information they receive and by the revelation of that. And I want you to tell you, I'm not wrong. I'm hundred percent right. You and I are to receive constantly the word of God. I want you to look at something and say, you got to constantly hear the word. Come on, somebody say, you got to get it all the time. You need it all the time. You know, and, and the thing is, is the world and churches and people have taught you stuff and you start believing things and you start saying stuff and you got all this religion in you. And what you need is to get in the word of God, find out what the word of God says, get the answers from the word of God. You can't make it without the word of God. Thy word is a light unto my feet and a lamp unto my pathway. The Bible is clear. You got to have the word of God. And the more of the word of God you have, the more of a foundation you have to live on. Faith comes by hearing. You got to hear the word and you got to hear it constantly. That word hearing and hearing, I think is significant because in Romans 10, 17, we're to hear it constantly, ongoing. That's why when you have somebody tell you to go to church and, you know, the world tries to deal with church don't matter and blah, 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 blah. They're full of whatever. You need to be in church. You need to be where you hear the word of God. You need to be under a message that makes a difference. Come on, you can't just be under any old message. You've got to be somewhere that builds you up, that tells you God is more than enough. You've got to be. So I had a lady come to me the other day. We preach a great word here. I love this church. I love preaching this word. And I love the people that get it because I watch how God works in their life. I watch the power of God. And, 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 and so we preach on giving and we preach on receiving and we preach on faith and these things. And we're watching God pour into people's lives, the testimonies. But this lady pulled me aside to Pastor Steve. I had been working for this lady and I'd been working in her business and she moved or changed business names and needed me to restructure her business. This is something she could do, so she did it. She restructured the business and, and reset all the financials and did all that stuff. But she did it for the lady because the lady and her family were friends. The first, she knew the mother, and the mother, since the mother knew her, she uh, addressed the daughter in business to do with this lady, and so the lady did it with her. And so when it was done, and she had uh, finished all the preliminaries, went back to the lady, gave her all the stuff, the lady said, now what can I give you? And she said, don't give me anything. I don't want you to give me anything. I did this for you because I just wanted to do it. I'm your friend, and I just wanted to do it for you. The lady said, okay, and left. Later, the lady came back and said, the Lord spoke to me. I think it was something like this, or I felt like. She said that I needed to do something for you. She said, I want to pay off your truck. She had a debt. She had a debt on the truck she bought, and the Lord paid the thing off free and clear. How many of y'all take that blessing? Come on, raise your hand. Say, I'll take that. I'll take that. 
I'm just going to keep giving you these testimonies because sometimes they're mine. And I like to tell you mine because I'm so happy I'm testifying while I'm preaching. But I'm telling you, it's happening all over the church. People all over this church are receiving blessings when they obey. When I walk my faith and not by sight. When I hear the word of God and I apply the word of God, I get the results of the word of God. I want you to know something. God wants to bless you from the top of your head to the soles of your feet. It may be hot in here, but y'all shout louder this in a hot football game. Y'all need to shout a little bit about your victory. Shout a little bit about your success. Shout a little bit about your overcoming. Somebody ought to give God praise. When you got up this morning and you had gas in your car, that was enough to do a jig right there. I don't see no Ethiopians in this room. We all got a little bit of weight. Some of us need to go to the gym. You didn't get there on your own. You've been eating because God gave you food. He gave you money. He blessed you. I want you to know something. You ought to praise him if it's hot, if it's cold, if it's up, if it's down, if you're in or you're out. Somebody ought to give him some praise. It might not be hitting you yet. I had a man jump up, run up to me. He'd been serving God for years and years and years. And he had a dream one night. The Lord spoke to him and said, I want you to go to this scripture, a specific scripture, uh, a number. He went to this scripture, found it. It was Malachi chapter 3, verse 9. And he read it. And the Lord said to him, said, where have men robbed me? Have they not robbed me in tithes and offerings? He read through and saw how God would open the windows of heaven, how God would pour out a blessing. You wouldn't have room to contain it. He ran up the front to tell me, you know, he said, I've been saved for 30 years. And you've been preaching it for a year since I've been here. But on Sunday night or whatever it was or whatever day it was, he said, I had a dream. And for the first time in my life, I finally understand. I finally got it. I caught it. That if I would give to God and I would sow into the kingdom, God would open up the windows. Listen, there's a difference between hearing the word and hearing the word. I'm going to keep preaching until you hear the word. I'm going to keep preaching till you can buy the new house. I'm going to keep preaching till you can pay off your car. I'm going to keep preaching so you don't have to worry about credit cards no more. I'm going to keep preaching until you come up and come out. I'm going to keep preaching till your trust is in the Lord. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own arms. Come on, somebody. If God is for you, God, let it run down in our heart. Let it leap into our spirit. God is for me, and he's not against me. God is my helper. God is my source. My God shall supply. (laughs) Y'all better get what I'm talking about. You're not counting on a job, and you're not counting on a boss. You're not counting on a promotion. You may get all those things, but you won't get them just out of your own. You'll get them because God lifts up and God lifts down. God raises up and God makes high and God exalts and God blesses. I want you to know God is for you. Somebody's going to shout. Somebody's going to shout. Somebody's going to get what I'm talking about. Lord, let it drop down in their heart. Faith comes by hearing. God's not disrupting your life so you'll know him more. He's not taking away from you so you'll know him more. He's not messing your life over so you'll know him more. He's bailing you out every time you mess up. He's seeing you through every time you turn wrong. He's got your back when you can't do it on your own. When you can't see your way, he sees the way. 
When you don't know what to do, he knows what to do. And he don't steer you. He don't take away from you. Listen, there are no faith failures in God. I want you to look over at your name and say, there are no faith failures in God. My father went and had, there were several things that went wrong. We're certain, you know, I don't know how these things happen, but they do. They gave him the wrong blood when he was in the hospital. He had some kind of a stroke effect. Zara had stroke effects anyway, but they, you know, I'm not against doctors and I'm not mad they did this. It's called the practice of medicine. I want you to know something. When you go under the knife, you better have the Holy Ghost with you. And when you go under the knife, you better pray over the man. I'd find somebody. I look for nurses and doctors that know Jesus. Come on, somebody. That's why I believe I want to get every nurse in town saved and come into Family Worship Center. Because if they got this kind of teaching in them and they believe this way, you'll never go to a sick, as a, as a sick person to the hospital and not have somebody walk over to your bed by faith. Come on, you'll need people, people around you by faith. And they had to throw people out that weren't in faith. Y'all understand what I'm talking about? Anyway, they made a mistake. And so all of a sudden he's in this situation. They got him all tubed up and got everything going. And when I got to the hospital, my family called me up and said, he's in the hospital. He's not well. We don't know if he's going to make it tonight. My dad had signed the DNR before he went into the hospital. He'd gone and met with whoever and signed this DNR and said, I don't want no resuscitation. I don't want nobody to resuscitate me. If I go into this thing, don't put me on tubes and all that stuff. But my mom and, I'm not my mom, my sister and her husband are both or he's no longer with us, but my sister and he, when he was alive, were internists, doctors. She's a psychiatrist, uh, but he was an internal specialist. Anyway, these two doctors go in there and say, put, it, put, put the tube on him, which that's what doctors do. So I get there and he's, you know, nothing, just barely alive. Well, I got in there and I started storming. I mean, praying, 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 praying. And the numbers would go up. It'd go from boop, boop, to boop, 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 boop. boop. I'm like, whoo! I'd go to have lunch. I'd come back in, start praying, walking up and down the hallway. This went on for several days. And finally, it came to the point that he, he seceded to it and died. I had to, they came in there, ran in there, jumped on the table. They're beating on his chest. They got everything going. They're trying to save his life. Now, he's asked not to do that. Now, I'm just young and preaching, so I wouldn't do this today. So I, I would take your hands off him. He's done. I'm, let's call this. Let's be done with this. Said, Are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. And I waved goodbye. It's like God came in, sucked him out of the room. Supernatural. I preached a funeral. Then I went down to Florida to see my pastor. I'm sitting with my pastor. I'm sitting down and, I, and I'm weeping. Steve, I'm so glad you're here. I love you, man. And so I said to him, Pastor, I'd go in the room and pray. And numbers, he's back. And then, and, and then he died. I said, Pastor, I, I was in faith. And this great man of God 
looks across to the table and he says, Steve, I love you, but nope. Now I'm a little upset. That's how we as humans are, because I mean, I know the energy I was exerting. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Fasting, praying, seeking. God, God, God. I mean, I'm walking the hall, screaming in the hall. Not really, but I mean, I'm, I mean, and then I just changed the numbers for a minute or two, hour or two, and then, uh, then it was back to normal. And pastor said, you're going to understand this, but you weren't in faith. I was in faith. I was. But it took me a long time. It really took me a while to understand that if faith works, it is the individual's faith. It was not mine. He'd already signed the paper. They violated him by putting the tube down his throat. Had they not put the tube down his throat, he'd already been to Jesus. Which would have been better for him. Does anybody, does anybody hear what I'm trying to say to you? You know, for three weeks, the Lord has had me talking about this. It's literally actually been four weeks. There must be something somebody's not understanding. There must be somebody watching or somebody that don't get what I'm talking about. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. For every person who knows Jesus, who's accepted Christ, there is no fear in death. I'm not afraid to die. I don't walk with superstition. I walk with supernatural. There's a difference between superstition and supernatural. I'm not worried about Friday the 13th. Come on, somebody. I serve Jesus. And when I'm, when I'm done, when this is over, when I took my last breath, when I said no to this life and my body and my spirit let go, I know where I'm going. I know what I'm going to do. I know whose feet I'm going to be at. I know where I'm going to be praising. I'm not afraid. I'm not ready to go now. That's for sure. I don't want to die now. I've got something to do. I've got a call on my life. I'm not going to waste my hours here. Some of us just waste our hours. We just go through hours. We just go through hours. And we don't understand that there's a crown of righteousness laid up for us. Which God the righteous judge would give us. You have more. You, you care more about likes on Facebook than you care about eternity. You're worried more about who accepted you here. Who who said I did good? That's what bothers me so much about worship and praise. I'm going to say this to everybody in this room. If you think worship and praise is about you, you're mistaken. If you think it's about the right song, you're wrong. Well, I don't know about that country stuff. I can't stand that country stuff. I don't know about that southern gospel garbage. I hate that southern gospel. I just can't get into this. I can't take that gospel music. You thought it was about the beat? You, you thought your worship was about how you physically felt? I'm worried that if I don't play the country song right, I didn't do God right. Oh, I didn't get enough shouting right there. Because I'm not playing for you. I don't sing for you. I don't dance for you. I dance for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I shout for the goodness of God, which leads men to repentance. 
I got up here the other day and I had had this tremendous vacation. I don't know what to tell you. I went deep sea fishing. I caught one fish. One's better than none. We went to movies. We went. I'm in Orlando. Didn't bother to go to Disney. I didn't go to none of those parks. I hung out with the family. We played together. I got home safe. We flew in, flew out of Myrtle Beach. We stayed at the beach a couple of days. But when I got home, all I could think about is his goodness. All I could think about. I, I had a hard time preaching to you. As a matter of fact, I don't know if I even did preach. But I got up there and I just started dancing around. And I started spinning. And I started thanking God. And I looked at some of the, uh, some of the singers and some of them were like, oh my God, what's he doing? What? I've never seen anything like this. What? Oh my Lord, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? We just stand here and look. Now if y'all gonna go stepping, y'all don't just stand there. You get to church, we look like this. We get to the club, we look like this. You got to change your position. You got to change your dance move in the house of God. You got to change your attitude. See, you want people to see you at the club. We want God to see us at church. I want God to see me at church. I don't care if you ever see me in a club. See, I'm talking about faith. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence. That club can't bless you. That club can't put money in your pocket. That club can't fix your family. That club can't heal your marriage. That club can't turn your life around. That club can't give you a destiny. But God can. God can. 